Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Next Level Show with your hosts, Jonathan Alvarez, this is Gabriel Contreras, and Mr. Mikhail Nillis, the first. Um, <laughs> are you not the first? Well, technically, I'm not a junior, but I'm not the first. Uh, my dad's name mm. is is Mikhail, as you put it. Uh, but he is Mikhail Edward, and I'm Mikhail Frederick. Oh, why didn't they put you? Why did they make you yeah. a junior? Uh, the so I broke the chain um, because that's How that's that's you. what I do. Um, I was Too supposed strong. to give my child the name of my father for his middle name. But that would have made him Michael Michael Nellis. So <laughs> we decided to break that that cycle. Um, but yeah, I'm Frederick after my dad's dad. He's Edward after his dad's dad. Um, yeah. You know, I was supposed to be a so, third. Really? Yeah. But then my mom was like, hell no. Like, And then changed my name. Did you like grow faster than they expected or no so basically what happened was like uh, my dad none of my my grandfather and my father don't have middle names so it's just rafael alvarez Mm -hmm. so he is my dad is junior i would have been the third he almost named me rafael too so i would have been rafael alvarez the third nobody got my joke about a third like height yeah oh Ah. too quick no he's too short that it didn't you know it didn't reach yeah um i'm super tired today guys uh i woke up so you never you ever make like a decision and then you're like this decision won't affect me later and then it does all the time this is my life you just happen to have like your beloved girlfriend standing there right next to you going you probably shouldn't do that and you're like, nah, I got it. We had like one can of puppy food as opposed to dog food left over. Um, we have a bougie ass dog. He gets dry food mixed with wet food, uh, which is a trend that my mother started, and it's it's fine. I never let I never let Katara get into that. I know how that turns into. Yeah, well, it's fine because like honestly, we found some that he really likes. Like this dog goes crazy for lamb. And I actually appreciate that because it's not just chicken or turkey or whatever. He likes the turkey too. But so we had one can left of this, uh, this puppy food. And I'm like, let's just bang this shit out. We, we don't need to keep this in here anymore. So I gave him basically about a half a can. Usually it's more like a third or a quarter. Mm. It was a pretty hefty serving of wet food with his normal, you know, cup of dry food. And Jen mm-hmm. was like, that's probably going to give him an upset stomach. I'm like, he'll be fine. This morning, very uncharacteristic for Chester. I wake up to him squealing from the crate, which is uh, not his his normal MO nowadays. Um, the, he did that way back when he needed to pee in the middle of the night, but haven't heard that in a while. Um, sure enough, go out there and he's he goes straight to the sliding glass door. And I'm like, okay, so turn off the alarm, take him out and straight liquid, just explosion, which he made it outside. Super happy about that. Okay. Everything's fine. Go back inside, go back to bed. Not an hour later, same exact thing. And I'm like, well, fuck, I fucked my dog up. I'm sorry, dude. And then we come back inside 
and he's just like laying on the rug. No like retching or anything. He just blah, and just pukes up his dinner at like three uh, in the morning. I'm like, dude, that's been sitting in your stomach this whole fucking time. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm cleaning that up. He makes a little uh, loop around our rug, drops a little, a couple little, uh, we'll call them Hershey squirts on mm. the rug, a couple different places, kind of dispersed. And at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty mad. Not at him because it's not his fault, you know. Um, but yeah, I was up, so I've been up since like three. I didn't really sleep that great. I woke up a couple times. The baby and the dog and blah blah blah. So uh, lesson um, learned. He's he's still got uh, gastric exorcism going on as we speak. He's um, not fully recovered, but he's getting better. And all of this My- from too much wet. Or too much, too much too wet much food. food. Yeah, too much wet puppy food, as opposed to this the dog can, food, which we, which he's been used to the dog food for about a month now. This yeah. can even happen if you radically change brands too. You got to be careful when you're changing food. It's like yeah. incremental changes. That's what I had to do when I transitioned her from puppy food to adult food. But um, I was going to ask you, like, for the cleaning on the rug and all that, what do you use? We have like a, I think it's Resolve, like super extra strength. So um, I bought, I bought Resolve, and I was, that's the reason I'm asking. I'll probably send you a picture of what I have. I think it's Nature something, but it's it's a fully red bottle, kind of similar to Resolve, but it works a lot better. So just so you, I, I'll kind of like, I just recently started using it because okay. I had an accident on the uh, rug as well. So I'll kind of send you that. It's it's it makes a big difference. It kills the odor. Really, that's like the big thing too. Is like any type of scent. Um, and it, and it really resolve worked. Okay. Um, it worked fine, but this one worked a little better. So I, you know, I, I know the struggle, so I'll kind of, yeah, let you know what it is. I mean, we have, um, we've tried a couple that one seems to be working the best. So, I mean, if you've Mm -hmm. got a better suggestion, we'll try that out too. But I mean, you know, to be completely honest, like we have no, uh, fantasies about this this first round of furniture that we have in our home right now like we are planning on having another child we have a dog we know most of this is basically just something to get messed up by you know children and animals but that rug has seen some shit already and i mean literally literally it's it's uh it's not a a very clean rug um, we have a carpet cleaner that we've used on it once or twice. Probably do need to do that again. But yeah, the baby's puked on it, peed on it. I mean, that's just, it It kind of sucks. But Febreze, you know, Febreze goes a long way. Yeah. Well, this one, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And then you can let me know, like test it out on your fabrics or anything. It basically, mm. it's very versatile, but mainly for the carpet. I noticed because so Resolve actually took out a decent chunk of the stain. But this thing just completely obliterated the stain, like in a, a much faster okay. rate. Yeah, so, I'll, try, I'll, I'll, I'll try that out. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little thing with it. Yeah, it's a little bit more pricey, um, not by much, but it's. But I got recommended from people that have multiple dogs, and they're very anal about cleaning, and they say they they've tried Resolve, they tried all this stuff, and this kind of has been the best thing. So I was like, oh. I was kind of sold on Resolve. I was like, yeah, Resolve did pretty good. You know, it's mm-hmm. it did its job, whatever. But now this one actually they proved me wrong. So I have to give them credit there. Um, speaking about like where this is a mindset episode Monday, welcome everyone. If for anyone that's coming on for the first time, or maybe this first time you're listening to a mindset Monday episode, this is kind of where we uh, will give you some mo- more of the motivational side of fitness uh, in life. This is just kind of to start your week off on a positive note. Um, you can tackle anything basically just because you listen to this podcast. This is statistically proven of, uh, 
based on in-depth studies that you will be able to do anything. 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Pretty much out of like, a, like you know, at a 0.1% increase of, you know. Every episode. Of, every episode. So right. listen to all of them. If that, there you go. Increase your chances. <laughs> I even got confused on my own math. Mike's just like kind of looking up. He's like, uh. I can't do that math. <laughs> it's like we just try to throw it a lot of random numbers to see if like it just kind of throws off our listeners. But honestly, I think they'll be they call bullshit because they're very smart. I mean, if you um, can't disprove it, then it must be true. There you go. There you go. Um, so basically, are you, should we jump into it, boys? I'd say so. Is there any is there any like current events or anything that we need to update the podcast mm. with? The only thing I would say here is just like for, you know, our goal right now is really to push and work harder on the podcast. We're going to start, we're getting really close to testing out a video format. So we're actually going to probably be on YouTube pretty soon. I want to put that out there for our listeners. Cause I've actually had some people ask me if we are on YouTube and I've had to tell them, unfortunately not yet. So we're testing something out. We are. Uh, I, uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, I have something to tell you, Jonathan, that's very exciting. Very applicable to your life. I don't know if you've been on HBO Max. I think today and tomorrow it was on like the main banner. Uh, they've got all eight of the Harry Potter movies. Didn't they have that a while back when they, they made that transition with HBO Max? Maybe. I watched only so I've only watched the first one of Harry Potter. That's two. That's as far as we got. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's it. I'm you not, haven't ever watched the other ones, Gabe? No. I'm, I'm okay. not like super You weren't crazy sold about on the first it. one? No. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I but, fell asleep during the first one. I tried to stay awake during the whole movie and I just didn't. I happen. think that if I think if I was started at a younger age, I would have been, you know, super into it. But I think yeah. that I lost the, the, I don't have a nostalgia factor right now. Like yeah, I watch it's it, it's kind of like, I appreciate when I go to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, that it has the setup that looks super badass. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand the little things that, you know, if you watch the movies, if you read the books, you would, you would get more from that experience. What I am actually excited about, I want to go back to that park because I want to go to the new Jurassic World that they finished. Uh, they is it done? Coaster up and, yeah. It is. Yeah, they got the roller coaster up and running. I have a friend that went recently and he said it was super <clears> cool. So definitely going to make a trip up there soon. I need to go and see the Star Wars park. Um, what is that, MGM? Or what used to be so. MGM? Probably. And then is that, is that where they have Avatar too? But I have no no fucking no clue. no no. Park Avatar. is Avatar. Uh, isn't that in the main one? No, no, it's it's in it, it's over there. Okay, I kind of I kind of lost track with all the Disney I parks. Forget. I haven't been I every know. I haven't been over there in yeah. since 2011. Yeah, it's been a so while I, for me too. Oh shit! Well, I've been there actually more recent than that, but I still totally forgot. No, they, uh, no, I think it is in Disney because Avatar. Those two rides are always still probably packed. to this day packed as shit. And oh, it's dude, like, I'm totally going Dude, like two hours plus just to kind of like wait in it. I'm like, there's no way I'm, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. I'll pass. I'll go somewhere else. I mean, uh, it, I mean, as much as I like the movie, I I'm, I'm not going to wait on that long, that long ass line for the ride. Do you guys genuinely like amusement parks? I know some people love them and they literally oh, yeah. have those stuff. The year passes and some people are kind of like they just go. But they're not really a fan. They almost come out of there more grouchy than anything. I personally, I personally like it, man. I think that if I'm mentally prepared for it, like I mm-hmm. get a good night's rest. I'm not going out, staying out late the night before because it's a long day. 
a lot of walking, a lot of waiting in line, and depending on what time you get on the runs, it's of course. Can you? Yeah, they actually they actually <laughs> moved they actually moved the height requirement, so I got very lucky that nice. I'm at the bare I'm at the bare minimum. <laughs> And yeah, no, I, be, uh, dude, it's actually like, I, well, truth be told, I think I've said this on the podcast. I actually am afraid of heights and anyone that knows, oh, me yeah. knows this, hell I'm yeah. actually very afraid of heights, but I always put myself in very shitty situations where I'm afraid, but I just do it anyways. And I think that's really helped me a lot with like, you know, dealing with the fear of it. So yeah. even though I'm not, I'm, sh- I'm a little bit nervous when I'm on there, I'm getting like the, the, the butterflies in my stomach and stuff of just sitting there in the chair waiting for that fucker to take off. Um, I, it, this is like goes to show this is, this is perfect. This, we're not going to go too much in depth on that on this episode, but facing your fears or kind of putting yourself in tough situations really makes a difference with how you deal with the anxiety of certain situations. And in my case, I was always the socially awkward, scared person. I'm afraid of heights. And I did jobs that required me to be super high. I rode roller coasters because obviously I didn't want to, I wanted to impress maybe a girl that I was with. I didn't want to be that dude in the group. The only person that stood out and waited all day. Cause then the, the amusement park is no longer fun. Um, but putting yourself out there in situations you're not comfortable. Great for uh, personal growth. So yeah, I kind of get the same feeling at the top, you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't th- say that I'm afraid of heights, but it's something of being like at a super high, di- you know, high height, and you just look down, and you just kind of get that weird feeling in the in the pit of your stomach. Um, this, yeah, my it, legs feel weird. Yeah, it, like, you know, at a roller coaster, same thing, kind of like looking down and just seeing everybody just see how small they are. When um just damn near anywhere, tall ass <laughs> building. When we and I went to tour the Cowboy Stadium, we were at the top floor and just looking down at all of the different levels. Same shit. I was just like, yeah. holy shit! And I, I, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like one time that I went to this uh, amusement park that's here. It's called Bush Gardens, and this was years ago. My Love brother Bush was. Like, I'm sorry. It's good. That's a good. That's a, it's a good theme park. It's better for. Yeah, ri- I like that. It's I like that for part rides. better for rides comparable to like. Disney or even Universal. Yeah, so definitely a good. It's like one of our better roller coaster parks here in Florida. Um, Obviously, people up north are going to argue like Six Flags. Of course, those are just monster fucking roller coasters. But um, those are next level roller coasters. Um, But basically, we want we run on a ride that has no floors, and the the roller coaster is just Uh, you know you're just hang with your feet hanging, and it's the Egyptian one. I forget the name of that one. I think it's Montu or something. Montu, yeah. Um, And my brother hates roller coasters hates that shit like he we went for i forget what event it was but basically we're sitting in the in the ride and we're in the front row because one of our friends was like we gotta ride the front row and i'm like i'm cool with riding either second or like i don't need to ride the front row but if we have if we do it fuck it i'm at that point i literally just throw the effort at everything at this point like i if i die i die fuck it like it's just it just goes it goes in that my mind goes really dark there but anywho like it kind of helped me having it helped me having someone that was more afraid of it in this case with my brother and he literally <laughs> I just I just felt my feet dangling and I don't know when the ride starts he made contact with my foot this man literally wrapped his foot like anchored one of his feet on mine it would not let go so I had one foot dangling the other one was like 
constricted with his ankle. Like he would just latch on like a jujitsu clinch. And like, I was literally riding that roller coaster with him just like suffering the whole time. And it made me laugh. So I definitely enjoyed the roller coaster a lot more. It wasn't as heavy, but it was just so funny that when you're literally like, my brother has no shame. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> he just wrapped on. I'm like, dude, let go. <laughs> He's just like, just latching on screaming for dear life. It was a lot of fun though. I don't think you, the uh, I, I, don't, I don't know I, th- I don't think the 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 heights on like a roller coaster registers the same for me because I'm mm-hmm, yeah I, I, I have a healthy respect for high places like I'm not gonna fuck with a really tall building um, I mean I'll go up there and look but it's not like I'm gonna put my feet over the edge or anything like that no but on a roller coaster it's it just it feels more controlled I guess that's part of the appeal to it it's like a dangerous mm-hmm. situation but it's controlled so I, I don't know but. It's kind of the same way. Like I hate needles, uh, like with an undying passion, but I, I've got lots of tattoos. It's not quite the same, you know, or the end result is worth, you know, the coming over the fear or whatever. Oh, On my the other hand of that is, is the difference. Is there a difference when they're tattooing you or when you get a shot or, or are they both the same as terrifying? So shots, actually, I, I would qualify a shot as oh. different. My, my distaste for needles uh, strictly is more of like blood draw or the little port that they stick you with where it just kind of sits there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you go and stay at a hospital for any length of time, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff really, really bothers me. Um, yeah, but the shots, I, I don't know, not not as bad. It's kind of just, you know, quick, and then you're done, you know. And then the tattoo obviously is completely separate. But it's like so, it's like it's like what we talked about: willful willful suffering versus unwillful suffering, right? Like you literally do something that just generally sucks, but you do it understanding that there's like benefit from it. I mean, you're like if you want a tattoo, you, there's you only one way to get that tattoo. Yeah, you're not going to, there's no way to negotiate that. But what I like, it makes me think about this quote that I shared the other day. And it's like, when we're talking about the sense of fear, people think that, you know, being brave means that you're not afraid of anything. It's on the contrary. It's uh, the quote goes, bravery is not the absence of fear. Bravery is the bravery is the feeling is feeling the fear, the doubt, the insecurity and deciding that something else is more important, whatever that may be, whether that's like the experience with your family going on the road because you freaking absolutely hate or the how cool the tattoo is going to be and how much meaning it may have. Or, you know, talking to that one hot girl that could potentially be, you know, your end up being your wife one day. Like it's like it's not that you're not afraid is that you do with it regardless of knowing that there's something on the other side that's worth doing it for. So. Um, that's why people knock a lot Superman as a superhero, because it's like, well, you know, him going to a burning building is not really that courageous. I mean, he just, he knows that he can't get hurt by this versus the fireman that is mortal and he can die at any minute going into there, risking his life, probably, probably nervous, afraid, but he has a call, his sense of duty that he's going to go and help and save as many lives as possible. So, you know, it's not the absence of fear. It's so never think that just because you're afraid, meaning that you can't do it being afraid and still choosing to do so that is true bravery and everyone can do it. And to some degree. That's uh that's really close to one of my favorite quotes from game of Thrones, actually, um, where they talk about bravery and being afraid. And um, I think he's remembering a, a time, but he says uh, it's, it's Rob Stark talking to Ned Stark. And he's like, but father, how can a man be uh, brave if he's afraid? And he's like, that's the only time a man can be brave is when he's afraid. 
really, love that show. Yeah, I fucking love that show. That's that's my favorite quote from the whole thing. Um, because it's true, you never really think of it like that. You think of bravery as just the separate thing, or you just you're just brave all the time. Like, no, you have to be in a in a situation that's sketchy or scary in order for you to overcome that. That thereby makes you brave. Um, it's kind of like making peace with your enemies. This is another point that they make in the show. Um, you you can't you you only make peace with your enemies, so you have to kind of break bread with people you don't like. Um, which is a completely different topic, but um. Yeah, go ahead. You know Sorry. what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys this. Like, since we kind of had something slightly different plan, we can actually postpone that that particular topic for another mindset Monday. Maybe talk a little bit more on this because this applies to someone that's you know afraid or has anxiety about even just signing up for a gym membership. You know, starting the process. Um, the whole fear topic is a great one. We've done a couple. We've done maybe like once or twice. We've mentioned it, and we even maybe did an episode on it. But hey. I mean, if you guys are game, we can kind of rip on this for a bit. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm let's down. do that. Um, the topic that just came into my head is actually a conversation that I have with one of my clients, um, and this is this is probably extremely common. You know, I have a woman that's um, anytime I ever have an assessment with somebody and they say I don't eat that much, I always write it down and circle it because I'm like, we're gonna fucking talk about this. Um, you know, and I always frame, I always frame it for people the same exact way. You know, if you're not eating that much, you're in th this situation. And, and if we can, you know, we can try to get you to eat a little bit more. Unfortunately, eating a little bit more, you're going to gain a little bit of weight. But after you gain that initial bit of weight and your metabolism starts to speed up and we're building muscle and doing all of these awesome things, then we can start playing with your food a little bit more. And, you know, maybe, maybe for that first month, you gain a couple pounds, but six or seven months later, or a year later, you're down 10 or 20, you know, is that initial three to five pounds of weight gain really going to keep you from, from, from reaching that 20 pound mark in a year. And this in some cases, huge thing for people. Yeah. In some cases it does because that initial fear of just gaining a couple more pounds, it's the last thing they want to hear. It's the last thing they want to do especially signing up with a trainer, you know, it's, it's supposed to go straight down as soon as you sign up with a trainer, but first session you sign. Yeah, yeah. You sign up <laughs> in the consultation and you drop five pounds. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's supposed to work. No, I think this is great because like, you know, it's something that we have to coach our clients very consistently on because in most cases a lot of our clients come in you know not in the best shape and that's why they are hiring us they have maybe tried a lot of things and this is kind of the final straw for some people when they're coming to you nervous afraid they don't know what the outcome is they just you know assume based on maybe something that they read that this is the way it's supposed to work maybe we're they're anticipating a diet uh, they're anticipating a very hard grueling session where they're going to basically feel nothing but pain the whole time um, and they're nervous. They're, they're, they're skeptical. They, they're not hundred percent on board with it, but, and even telling them something that's counter, like, Hey, we're not going to probably lose weight in the first you know month or a couple months, depending on where this person's at. That's a scary place for someone that's been battling with their weight. You know, that's something that they it's, it's, it's probably triggering or making them think a hard on like, you know, if it's even worth it or it's triggering an insecurity of, you know, someone that's been doing this, like you tell them, we may get a couple pounds. That's like looking at that number move is like upwards is like the worst thing for them. It ruins their whole day. Um, but it's understanding that re regardless if you're not completely sold on this, on this, that particular situation, trusting that you're the professional that you're hiring has your best interest is an educated individual. He has your best interest at heart. He's going to make sure that we come out successful on the other side. Okay. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of like jokingly said that uh, during the first consultation, you know, you already lose five pounds. I think you actually do lose weight on the consultation. You lose the weight that you have on your shoulders of, of that uncertainty of always like saying, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I guess I'm doing this and doing, you know, not sure what the hell works. And now you're kind of, you can kind of go in there to a good coach of, and let out a sigh of relief let that weight off your shoulders because you know that you're going to be guided to the, to your goal in a safe manner. Meaning that if you want to lose 20 pounds, he's not going to tell you him or her, they're not going to tell you, all right, we're going to only eat, uh, you know, 800 calories a day and you're going to do a shit ton of cardio. I mean, can you get there? Yeah, you will, but you'll, you, you'll quickly realize how terrible of a place it is. Um, sustainably speaking. Um, and even like, you know, day to day, you know, just imagine that being in that place. So you have to commit to X amount of time of your day each and every day, you know, from from here on out. And you can only limit yourself to X amount of calories per day from here on out, you know, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what holiday, regardless of what special event, regardless of what birthday or, or type of celebration that you may have. This is that this is now your day to day. So that's not a good place to be. Um, yeah, so th th that just kind of jumped into my mind that it could be like more mentally how you could be losing that weight off your shoulders and let out a sigh of relief. And sure, it might be something scary, just like jumping on that roller coaster of, uh, you know, of, of having that thought of, uh, of hearing that your coach tell you, hey, we're not going to lose any kind of weight or we might add a couple of pounds, you know, from oh, for the first two to three months. And then we're going to start making some progress. But as long as they explain to you, and that's why it's important for a coach to explain the process, their expectation levels of what's going on, what we're going to do. And always, I always tell people, hey, this is now we might, you know, uncover things uh, along the way. Things might, you know, shift this way. Things might shift that way. But always having that level of communication between the coach and the client. So that way they know exactly what to expect, what's going on. And there's no surprises. No, 100%. Mike? Um, yeah, I think that it's um, that that's a that was a mic drop moment. First of all, <laughs> please don't, because it'll hurt our, everybody's ears, but yeah. Um, Disconnect the mic. I think there's definitely more, um, more to this uh, than just fitness though. Cause I mean, this is, you know, we, mm -hmm. we talk about life as well. Um, something that's pretty apparent to me and very applicable to me in this exact uh, moment of my life is, you know, the fear of, you know, switching positions, uh, changing, my source of income and trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing, especially now that uh, the, the stakes are a bit higher with a baby mm -hmm. in the picture. It's not just me trying to afford video games and car insurance anymore. I've got formula and diapers and mortgage and all these, these uh, real life things going on. As well as um, the video games. At, well, yeah, as well, as well as the video games, maybe not as much, but we try to fit them in when we can. Um, maybe it's more taking a nap than anything, but, um, no. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, I recently told my manager at anytime fitness that I don't want to take any more clients from him. Um, because I knew that the future had me going elsewhere. I had to, you know, branch out and find something else. I didn't exactly know what I was going to find, uh, when I told him that, but I knew that that was the step that I had to take before, anything else happened. So I did without knowing exactly what the outcome was going to be. Um, and I'm still not an entirely sure of 
what is coming next, but I know that there is going to be um, a better opportunity out, out there for me somewhere where I can make a little bit more money, maybe be in a better position um, as far as like the environment that I'm in. But you know, that, that is very scary. I'm giving up a pretty secure job for something that's not even fully formed yet, you know, and, and it's all for the sake of like, I think there's a better future out there for me and I know it's not here. So I need to go and, and start searching for that, start working on it. Um, and it's, it's literally like I tell, I, I talk to Oliver when I pick him up and we're on our way home. Cause it keeps him from crying. And I always like tell him about, updates on like what's going on with my life or whatever. And that was one of the things that I told him the other day, like, this is all for you, little guy. So when you get older, you're going to, you're going to have a better life. You're going to, you know, you have a nice computer and all these things and just kind of going on, but it's true. Cause that's, that's like, that's like the motivation now, um, which is really interesting, but again, kind of off topic, but I've never really had a situation like this before. So, um, Whereas before I'm kind of comfortable and almost complacent to a certain point. Um, and now it's like, I just need to go out there and like make these things happen for my family and my kid and all these things. So um, I don't know if I just stole the whole topic or what, but no, not, well, not at all. Like, I mean, what comes to mind, um, trust me, I have enough to say no, <laughs> no, but it's like, basically what, you know, what I'm hearing is like, you know, we can relay this message to our listeners is that change is, is scary, you know, bottom line, regardless of it's, you know, your physical change, or if it's like, you're changing careers, starting a family, um, doing whatever that is, or just trying just something randomly that's random, that's new, or even ordering something different at a restaurant that you just are just not know what you're going to get. Right. Um, it's, it can be anything changes typically comes with uncertainty because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You're not guaranteed, um, th- that particular outcome or whatever that may be. Like you, a lot of, like when I first jumped into personal training, like I had the opportunity and it was scary and I was uncertain and I, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be successful. Um, my, obviously you're optimistic and always striving to, uh, win in this case, but I failed, you know, I, I temporarily took a loss and, um, it sucked. I mean, it is what it is, but I can tell, I can, you know, from being, I think all of us in this podcast, I've tried multiple different things and just in, in general, um, there's something also very thrilling about embracing the unknown, the uncertainty, that fear. It's like it, it, there's something about in the process. We, we made a reference to roller coasters before. Yeah. I'm afraid about like waiting in line and I'm getting closer and I hear the machinery, like getting like the seats and the air like pressure going off and these people screaming when they're on and you get, you get your journey. It starts to build up right. That anticipation. Once you're there, you're like, okay, I'm in it. Like I'm here. It hasn't started yet. I'm getting scared. I just, I still have time to get off this thing if I really wanted to. Um, but you know what? I'm going to just go for it head on. And then once you're going through it, there's something about going through the process that you're no longer are afraid. It's just, you have to give yourself the opportunity to step into that unknown, that uncertainty. And there's something very thrilling. I think this is also why like adrenaline junkies exist because they probably are like afraid of these things. And, and, and deep down, it's just that they, there's something you get from it as well. This feeling, this adrenaline rush, and it just feels good. Um, not everyone has to go do crazy intense sports or extreme things, but in this case, it's just doing something scary, like trying that job, going for that, that raise, like chasing that next uh, opportunity, um, saying hi to that stranger, whatever that may be, just 
do it. And even though it's scary at first, trust me that the, what you get out of it, regardless of the outcome, regardless if it's a, in your whole favor, you're going to be a lot happier that you did. I think that the worst thing in life, one of the worst things is not do something out of pure fear because the regret that comes from not trying at all is worse than the fear that you felt in that moment. Oh yeah. Um, that just reminds me, I mean, still going back to I feel like we keep on going back to this topic of the roller coasters. When I was younger and I was, uh, I was up North, um, I was definitely afraid of roller coasters. Like just, I like my oh, parents, tried here. To, like my parents tried to get me on. I was just like, um, no, thank you. And they're like, no, 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 go ahead. No, no. I was like, no. And then they're like, they're damn near forcing me to get on, not forcing me, but just really coercing me. And one time Tying I literally just started, I, I literally started crying. Like, I was just like, no, cause I'm just, I'm just so scared. And then 25, uh, at close, it was 22. <laughs> okay. Give me at least a little bit of benefit. Um, so then one time I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go on. And this is again, you mentioned um, Six Flags. This was uh, uh, Six Flags up, up, up north. Um, what was it called? Six, Flag- Six Flags Great Adventure. That's what it called. And the roller coaster I got on was the Great American Scream Machine. Still remember it. I got on it. And then literally as I'm on it, I'm like, that's it. This is nothing. This is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm over here looking at the next thing. Oh, we're going to do a loop next. Oh, okay. We're going to go upside down. Oh, we're going to go down. Oh, we're going to do this. And then ever since then, I'm just, I now find them enjoyable and I just love going on them. You know, I, it, like some, like sometimes I will purposely like not even click the seat all the way down. Just how we kind of like you hover a little bit, you know, you kind of like jump up in the air a, a, a bit um, just to kind of make it more, uh, a little more <laughs> exhilarating the experience. But I just, I, I just love roller coasters now. Yeah, similar experience. My first was uh, Kumba at Busch Gardens, and I was basically nice. peeing my pants the whole time uh, in the line. And then, you know, after the whole thing was done, I was like, "Can we go on it again?" And it's, yeah, it, it was, it was a uh, the the fear was much bigger in my head than it was in real life, you know. But I think, um, you know, applying this elsewhere in real life situations, even if kind of to go back to the point Jonathan was making, you know, even if you you make one of these leaps of faith, almost, uh, if you want to call it that, and you fall flat on your face, you at least hopefully not off a roller coaster. <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. No. Um, if that does happen, you've got a pretty decent lawsuit on your hands. I would you, that's what so, I say. I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. It'll, it'll oh, cover your new face. What I will not go on, though, is... Have you guys seen those, especially like if you've gone to Orlando um, by the, the slingshots? No, well, one, the slingshots, but two, you know, where you get on like a, it's like it a big merry-go-round, like a but just a, a bunch of, but it goes super high. Oh, I'm describing yeah. it terribly. Basically, not, not, it's like a tower with like little, little, uh, little seats, either the, little yeah. seats or you're and in a little like cart on... and you're just spinning in air. And you're I mean, it's not going dust. fast, but it's just spinning and then it goes super fucking high. No, yeah. thank you. I don't think your insurance is all that great in my, in my mind. So I, I will, I will, that's a hard I'll, pass. I'll, Not only I, was yeah. it a hard pass before, but it, for sure now going back to what I said in the last episode of how I ain't doing some dumb shit, you know, at this point in time, my palms are getting sweaty. Just thinking about that ride. Yeah. You know what I'm talking it, about. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Nope. And yeah, the slingshots um, also one that I think slingshots. Like, eh, mm-hmm. I just yeah. feel literally zero okay. purpose of getting shot up like that, and just feeling there's to me maybe if I did it, I'll talk otherwise. If I just really mustered up the balls to go on it, um, but I'll go on like a super fast roller coaster. You know how they just some of them they yeah. just now throw you off like in um 
uh, what the hell is it? In a bunch cheetah. of theme parks around there, in Bush Gardens, there's one. Is it called the Cheetah? cheetah. So mm-hmm. tell me how the Cheetah was my oldest's first roller coaster. Oh, wow. Was it her first? Or one of the first ones. I don't know if it was the first one, one of the first ones. And she was just like, yeah, I'll go on it. She just was like, you know, her head down, grabbing onto the to, to the head uh, of the uh, seat of the right in front of her and was just there the whole entire time and, and just would not pick her head up. <laughs> you know, she but but then afterwards, I, I was like, did you like it? She was like, yeah, you want to go on again? Like, um, not right now, but I will go on it again. Um, we did also did the Aerosmith one. That's another one. You guys have been on that one, right? Yeah. It just kind of like just shoots you up there. So I'll do those kind of things. But and she she liked that one as well. But um, slingshots, no, no thanks. Um, yeah, I'm but good on that. I, I guess like to kind of shift a bit with it. Um, this is Away very big. Coasters. Yeah, well, well, this is because this has come from a social aspect. I think the gym is also a social environment, and this kind of something that was really big for me on and and reaching a level of success with the training business is, is learning how to talk to strangers and to just people that you that were outside of your circle of comfort um it's very easy to talk to family members possibly and just people that you're that you see on a regular basis but um i was the, I, I mentioned on the show multiple episodes that i'm i was the introverted kid super shy social anxiety you name it. it it was just as scary as getting on a roller coaster for me being in places i was i didn't wasn't familiar with by myself like, you know, if I had at least one friend to be different, but then what would happen is that I would get comfortable and just stick with that one friend versus when I've been thrown in situations um, by myself, I've had to learn how to be the new kid or the person that like didn't know anyone. Um, a lot of people have a fear of being in that situation. I mean, I know people, adults, grown, grown adults that literally will not go to social settings if they don't know anyone. And I guess to, to, to an extent, I don't like do that just cause there has to be a reason why I'm there. Um, but be just putting myself in situations where I was, I felt awkward. It didn't feel normal. Um, I was always nervous of people judging me or making fun of me or just not feeling like I was, I belonged. I, I, I assure you, if you're someone that struggles with this, kind of putting yourself in those situations and just saying hello to people and just saying hi, you don't have to be this conversation starter, but just getting familiar with being in situations like that goes a long way on just all of the aspects, because this could lead to an opportunity of meeting someone that's, that is, that, you know, is a big blessing for you. Um, or it can lead you to an opportunity in your personal career that just because you have the ability to look at someone in the face and smile and say hello, um, and greet someone can go a long way. I'm not saying being the, the, the life of the party, because that is a, you know, I think unless you really work at that, that's something that's more natural, but you can always be, let yourself be known. Um, a lot of people I get think get stuck, or they're afraid to maybe sign up for that gym or talk to that trainer or ask for the help from someone that they know may have something that they want or they're interested in because it's just such a big uh, paranoia, if you will. It's almost, it's just complete fear of just being able to just say hello. And that, that to me has been a very, it's very important to me because I lived it. So it's allowed me to kind of be, like I said, where I am, I run a business now where it's, completely dependent on me communicating with people um, on a day to day. I have no choice. And like, I'm talking to people that maybe are more awkward and silent and they don't speak back much. They don't have much to say, but it's how do I navigate those situations? Like I am very grateful for allowing myself to 
do that, I was able to jump into a team and play sports and form good relationships as a result. I know my whole high school experience would have been completely different if I would have allowed myself to be quote unquote comfortable. Um, but if you think about it, a lot of times we think it, it, more the comfort that you think you have is more a familiar pain. It's not in a, in a it's more, it's just it's, all it is, is familiar. It's not really comfort. This is why some people, when they, when they get to a point where they're just completely out of shape and they're not happy, it's not that they're comfortable there. It's just, it's what's familiar to them. It's what they know. It's the pain that they're aware of. And they're, they made peace with that pain until that pain becomes so un, un so unbearable is that you're going to have enough courage possibly or enough drive to get you into a place of the unknown, the fear, whatever, to go ahead and head on with that problem and try to resolve it and to then better yourself. And like you said, the opportunity is there, but we don't know what the outcome will be. Um, and it is a scary thing for someone that may be struggling in a position and kind of tying it back to our um, fitness podcast. It's It kind of it made me just think about it in that way. And I don't know if one thing would, this next point could be comforting to some, but you're not the only one with these thoughts or feelings, you know, sometimes we can go like, you know, years and years of our lives, you know, thinking like shit, uh, feelings of like either inadequacy or just like, I'm not good enough, or I can't do this. You know, I'm scared to do, take this leap or take this opportunity because I don't think I can having those doubts in your head. And there's, and you'll be surprised as to how many people have those same thoughts and feelings living inside them from a day to day. And even successful people, people that are super talented. Like, isn't it crazy that sometimes the most talented individual in a given, you know, thing or aspect, they are also the most critical of themselves than anyone else. And they might say to themselves, oh, I don't know. I, you, ever, you ever have that one person who, who's like, oh, yeah, I can't draw. And then they have to draw like some kind of like masterpiece. And I'm like, bro, you, you, just, you just said you can't draw. What do you mean you can't draw? You draw perfectly fine. So... Sometimes it's just knowing that there's other people living those same exact, same exact experiences as you, uh, fighting those same battles as you, that brings you comfort by saying, you know, I'm not alone. There's also other people doing this. There's, you know, other people have these same thoughts and feelings and battles going on in their head. And it's not going to be, you know, these battles aren't going to be won from one fight, one day. It's a, it's a process. It, it will go on. And you will be there. You, you will be able to silence those voices in your head and um, triumph over them. Mike, uh, Gabe is actually very um, inspirational today. What would you say, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> I think like, I mean, overall, I mean, we can, this, this can kind of go in different avenues as far as oh, yeah. like where it branches out, because obviously it, it, everything's kind of intertwined. Um, but the biggest thing here for takeaway is there's going to be a lot of scary shit in your life. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'll, I know I'm going to be super nervous and scared. I'm assuming Mike, you were, when you found out you were expecting a child, it's like, okay. It's like, and then when the day he was born, it was probably like, holy crap, it's here. And you, like maybe an instant feeling of either, obviously a lot of good, but you're like, oh crap, it's, it's, it's a real thing now. This is, this is real. This is, this is not even a dream anymore. Um, but there's something about that, that we thrive off. And it, I just want more people to be okay with uh, not allowing that to control them. Fear makes you, the fact that you feel something makes you human. That's normal. Like Gabe was saying, it's a lot of people are in your same boat. There's, it's not that people are not afraid. It's just that 
making that conscious decision to try anyways, to make something better of yourself, even though you're like we said, you're, you have that opportunity. Maybe we all have equal opportunity in a lot of cases, but it's not, we're not guaranteed that outcome, but that's okay. The whole, you will always take away something from anything you do. So with that being said, we encourage you to try new stuff, put yourself out there, talk to this person, um, get on that ride, go try, you know, go speak to that trainer, hire that professional try that business endeavor, ask for that raise, whatever that is, like go try, you know, it's scary, but it's worth it. And that's like the thing that you got to kind of value here is like, you know, it's going to boil down to your value. What is it that you want? Is that important enough for you to put yourself out? There's some stuff that you can probably never do. Like hypothetically, you never ride a roller coaster ever in your life. Is it going to make your life meaningful or more or less? Probably not, but, but there's something, but there's like a little story there we can tie in and it just kind of that things like that is what allowed me to kind of think of it in that way and use examples and analogies that I now apply with other things. It's like, if I can do this, then there's like, I can do this other thing. And then you start kind of building that self-belief system and not being letting your your life be controlled by your fear. If you can conquer that, then why can't you conquer something else? That's real power right there. Mike? Um, such a serious topic and then just go straight into just jokes. Yeah, yeah why not? That's, that's the only way you can do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you know a different way? Um, no, I don't. But... Do, you, do you want me to go? I can go first. Yeah, you can go first. Go for it. All right. Uh, do you guys know how many uh, dads it takes to uh, found the country? No, I'll be four fathers. I was going to say that, but like, I'm like, it's too obvious. <laughs> um, I've been asking around and I'm trying to find out what, uh, what LGBTQ means. Um, so far, nobody's given me a straight answer. Jesus. I think you're going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, listeners, if you guys like this type of episode and haven't already, if you're new, go ahead and subscribe. We drop about three episodes a week. It'll notify you. We are also on all different platforms, not just on Apple Podcasts, not on just on Spotify. We are on other ones as well. I can't list them all, but YouTube is coming soon. But stay tuned for any updates. Uh, we appreciate all the support leading up to this point. And until the next one. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five-star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show private forum. Check us out on Instagram as well at the Next Level Show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike is at Mike Nellis P. Peace.